This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from our state-of-the-art Humble and Fred studio in Puerto Aventuros, Mexico, from our well-equipped Dominican Republic facility with Muskoka chairs on a sandy ocean beachfront, and from Peterborough at Lisa's dining room table next to trendy black sticks in a vase. And it's brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, Bodog, and Lender's Choice Mortgages. And now here are two men who want to offset their carbon footprint, even though it's a hassle to put down carbon paper before taking each step. It's Humble and Fred. Very clever, Dan Duran. Very clever. I think Dan Duran's got new writers. <laughs> yes, I think over there at the Theater Guild, you know, there's some maybe retired writers, aspiring writers, Howard, frustrated writers. Tapping into them. Well, whatever he's doing, uh, I'll tell you right now. (laughs) More than one. Oh, yeah, he's tapping all right. Uh, Whatever he's doing, you know what he's doing? He's bringing the heat every day. Every day comes the heat with Dan Duran. And uh, welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining this podcast, which is now in uh, somewhere in the uh, beginning, middle, or whatever of our 13th year. And uh, we appreciate your support. Let's just get that out of the way. We have gratitude around that. Yes, we do. And uh, one of our very, very favorite guests is going to make an a early appearance. She lives in Los Angeles. Carla Collins, Dan Duran's old television mate, will be with us this morning. Yeah, we co-hosted a show for about five years there called E Now. On, uh, e Now. E Now. E Now. Do you have any stories? Mm-hmm. Do you have any background stories maybe that we can do some mm-hmm. something that we could... Say, hey, Carla, Dan told us about a time that you you and Dan did this thing, and, and it was hilarious, or it was uh, dramatic, something like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Over five years, you don't have one of those stories. I don't remember anything that, you know, anything that I can talk about, so... Well, before the show, Howard and I were just reminiscing about a spaghetti dinner. Um, <laughs> it's funny the things we remember. No, or, yeah. Well, it's also yeah. funny, if I may say, interesting. It's also interesting that when you, as soon as you said no, that you don't have a story from five years of working with Carla, Fred and I had the exact same thought. That he's just, what is going on with you that you haven't, like five years you were on television every week, a national broadcast, celebrities, um, you worked in a big company, CTV, you were one of the faces of their entertainment, and you don't have one, well, there was this one time that Carla and I, meanwhile, he and I, we, we could talk for hours and remember everything, including the stupid and- spaghetti dinner we had. Howard, not only that, <laughs> and the scary part about that is, for every story we remember, we've forgotten four or five. Oh, easily. Least, right? Oh, yeah. But every so often, these little things come up that remind us of this or that. And this morning, it was a spaghetti dinner, like from almost 25 years ago, that our general manager wanted us to go to, and we didn't go. And everybody was pushing back. <laughs> don't want to go to the dinner. Don't want to go to the dinner. And you know what, my I don't think you went to the, at all, and I went but didn't eat. No, I no, no. For I, I went what? but didn't stay. 
Because we, it, what it was, we right. we did a second city training thing, one of these things where they mm-hmm. get a bunch. It's like a corporate thing. They get a bunch of people in and do some improv games, which we resisted. Right. So we went anyway because it was part of the team building. But our protest, Dan, was going to be that we're not going to the dinner, which was next door at the old spaghetti factory, which is where Second City used to be down there on whatever. But then we ended up going to the dinner. uh, But your your protest was I'm not going to eat. And mine was I had a drink and then left. Well, the problem, remember, it, it was sort of put together quickly. And I'm down here with Buddy Doug. And I remember vividly. We had been invited to dinner at his place with some old friends. And it was on my social calendar. It's like, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, the second city thing. Okay, I'll give it a shot. What? No, I can't go to the dinner. And then with that guy, the little general, everything was so, like, it just sort of became an issue. It's like, rather than, no, I, I can go to the dinner. I can't go to the dinner. It's like, why can't you go to the dinner? Yeah, it became a personal affront to him. Um, on that note, though, it's interesting how interesting, 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 everybody is interesting. Uh, <laughs> it would be interesting to see what our social calendars look like in those days because we did have things, kids, events, and we did yeah. things like dinner parties, and we went to shows, and we had stuff to do. What our social calendar looks like now is nothing, 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 right. nothing. Dinner, <laughs> it should nothing. Be. Exactly. <laughs> the way it should be. Um, just again, I don't even know if I should bring this up. Remember that improv bring up. that day? There was somebody that was right not over the top, but really super enthusiastic. Who was that? Remember? Like every time they had to do a bit, it was like, ah, I, I don't do you remember recall. who that was. No. Do you know what I'm talking about though? Uh, you know, it was I sort of had a character I, I, and it was like, th- this was their, uh, this it was their coming. This out was their something. shot. Uh, no, I don't recall. I do not recall who All was, right, I shouldn't have brought it up. No, you should have brought it up, brought up. Bring I up. bring up on the show a lot. And like I'm so, I, every time since that time a few weeks ago when I recalled that bring up meant puke, I just can't stop saying bring up. All by way oh, of saying, though, Dan, you yes. worked with Carla Collins for five yeah. years. Yeah. If under threat of death, I don't know why that would be like, Dad, <laughs> if you don't give us one story Talk. about Carla, if you don't tell us one Talk. Carla story, then this uh, this will be the so, last you know, day. It, Okay, was there so a tele, like a teleprompter screw up or uh, was there a celebrity you know, a, interview that went wrong? A costume thing. You saw, did you see uh, ever see Carla in stages of undress? No. So I, I, the only thing I can say, I'm sorry I'm being so boring, but I mean, there wasn't a lot. Oh, of you're drama. good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Fred. Um, no, no. <laughs> you're, this, this, I disagree with Fred. I find this fascinating. But this is so why when you first ask why, why we've been friends so long, because sometimes I just look at you and think, is this a robot? Is this a man? Is this a simulation of a man? Because we'll, I mean, sometimes this, by the way, everybody, this is what it's like sometimes when it's just the two of us. I'm like, Dad, do you not recall that? He's like, no, I do not. I don't recall. Yeah, I'm early AI before the Exactly. Uh, you are a chat box 
Uh, yeah. so, so go go ahead. Maybe one story. Well, I, the, I, listen. When you ask that question, it's like I, you know, I it, that was so long ago, and I don't have a memory like Carla. <laughs> and there's only a couple of little tiny memories that you know not worth talking about uh, that came to mind. And a dog just you know approached me while that question was being asked and whining at me. So a lot of the thing was happening in my brain. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot was yeah. going on. Um, I remember one story though. I do on, remember that. There was, uh, you know, because there's CTV is pretty big and there's a lot of people floating around and um, they create opinions of various people. And I know that uh, there were some people that sort of were like we're not so big on on Carla. She had been around CTV like me. Uh, she worked on another talk show for a while. So right, I, right. I just remember that one day she had a, she, she, you know, leased a new car and, and uh, the dealer uh, brought it into the lot, into the parking lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. And she was horrified because this guy thought he was being nice and put a huge, you know, one of those huge present bows mm-hmm. on top of the car. Oh, and it was drawing attention to her. It was drawing attention to the car. Right. And there was people talking, oh, you know, she's so, I uh, think she's so important and she's such a whatever. It, I, I just oh, well, remember people, there was that's like, all kinds of background talk. Yeah. People they fucking do. People are And she was horrible. like horrified that this Aww. bow was on top of her brand new well, car. Well, see, there's a, there's a nice yeah. story. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well done, Dan. So she went out and took it off, or had it taken off, or something like that. And See, you you went you went inside your data like memory bank there, and uh, mm-hmm. you brought yeah. that up. That was very good, right? So mm-hmm. as a test, now when she comes on the show, we're going to ask her the same question. Absolutely, and then right? Sit back as she probably tells us ten or fifteen stories of that time together. I thought the same probably. thing. That'll be the first question I ask. I'll say, "Listen, we talked to your robot co-host, Dan Duran, and asked him this question." <laughs> Uh, and in the well, that, listen, dude. You know, I uh, I don't want to put you on the spot anymore because I know that makes you uncomfortable. We have uh, so Carla's going to be on the show with us, of course. Jay Bondy Sherpa too, hanging in, uh, pitch hitting for the retirement Sherpa, and he'll be here. Lots of stuff that you know. We're only doing another show, which is uh, to, today and tomorrow. And not that we there's a there's an opening. If you haven't never gotten an email on our show. Or we haven't read one of yours. Uh, there's a, we've got a bunch, but when I say and I say this with all due respect and affection, we get a bunch from the same people because they the same you know it's the you know the eighty twenty rule you know twenty percent of your audience basically accounts for eighty percent of the activity whatever. So I'll just say we have enough for tomorrow. But if you want if you've wanted to make an opinion or have something to say, uh, today's a good day to get it in because we will uh, try and get some new people tomorrow. Humble We'd like to hear from someone new, right? Humble, I, I, yeah. Yes, thank you. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. And this is the last day if you want to go see Spencer. And if you don't, listen, I get it. It's in the city. It's at Comedy Bar. It's uh, probably too late. I mean, I'm, listen, if I weren't her dad, I wouldn't be going to some show, Sketchfest show on a whatever Thursday night at Comedy Bar. But as her father, I'm trying to promote this thing. And if you want to go, say, uh, send me an email. And tomorrow, if I, get a, if, get, if I get anybody who wants to go, I'll buy you a ticket. Or will buy you a ticket. All right. Mm, All right. Sounds good. All right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Off uh, the top, fellas, today is, you know what today is? Today is uh, February uh, 28th, uh, but it is not the last day of February this year. You're aware of this? It's a leap year? Yes. And while I'm doing my research for the show, uh, this... Uh, 
issue popped up. And I'd never heard about it before, but more and more employees are asking to be paid for the extra day of the year. Now, think about that. There's a lot of gig employees now. A lot of people aren't salaried employees. You know what I mean? They're hourly employees. So somehow there's a gray area here on the extra day of the year. People wanting to make sure, even salaried employees, that they're paid for the extra day. Because businesses, because there's an extra day of commerce, realize income, why shouldn't the employees? That's where we're at with this world. And uh, I found that, you know, as a business owner along with Howard, very interesting. I'm thinking a greater Duran and Boone going to come after us for an extra day or something now. Like, But that's, uh, that's a thing. That's an issue. The one day. I'd well, like to bring uh, this up with the the, <laughs> the management. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say, Dan, you know, Dan Duran's going to want an extra day. Oh, yeah, he absolutely really, is going to want more money. I want those three dollars. <laughs> oh, there's a <laughs> easy, shot. Easy now. <laughs> and you know what? You're worth it. <laughs> there, there's a two sided shot. We look cheap, and he'll work for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> but did you like my response? Oh, yeah, and you're absolutely worth it. Listen, I don't. I don't even have to talk to the uh, treasurer. We'll give you that extra three bucks. Okay. Having said all that, my first reaction when you said what you when you presented the story was, if you're a gig employee in terms of like an hour, like that, that wouldn't really be a, a gig employee. But if you're an hourly employee and you're working at Wendy's yeah. or something tomorrow or today, you're absolutely going to get. Oh, so no, yes. tomorrow's the last day, right? Yes, yeah, that's the, the 29th. Yes. Yeah. So tomorrow, if you're working tomorrow in one of those jobs, you're absolutely mm-hmm. going to get paid extra, obviously. Because you're on the clock. Because yes. you're on the clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would my pushback to the salaried employees would be, so on the, on the years that are not a leap year, do you want us to take that day back? Or do you, you know yeah, what I mean? Like that wouldn't be the issue. That wouldn't be the issue because every year you're 365 and now this year i'm working 366 so the 365 is the norm now i'm working an extra day where's the money listen i never thought about it over the years i was always a salaried employee never entered my mind it was oh it's a leap year eh? still talk about it on the air and that was the end of it but you you uh, um, i don't recall you using that voice during leap year putting discussion. on a lot of voices lately no no but that one especially yeah. i'd remember mm-hmm. that oh Oh, it's a leap year. It's a leap year voice. <laughs> but I, I, honestly, and again, not to get too deep into this, I, I, it's it, things are so adversarial now when it comes to, you know, jobs and compensation and just relations between employee and that uh, I, you know, it, it's a thing now where maybe it never used to be. Or maybe companies actually, I don't recall whether Chorus ever did it, like mm, issued some, something acknowledging, hey, maybe uh, just so you know, we, we have recognized this day. But anyway, it's all over the news this morning. Okay, People well, until a couple minutes ago, day. I never thought of it. And in all the years right. we worked, even though I wasn't a, an employee of Chorus, mm-hmm. in all the years we worked, and including you putting on your leap year voice, I, mm-hmm. it never would have occurred to me. But I can see now... Now having a few seconds to absorb it. I, I get it. You know, you're mm-hmm. the most of the time, the every for three out of the four years, you're working a certain number of days on the fourth year. You're being asked to work an extra day. Mm-hmm. And if you're getting paid, uh, well, sal- salary is different 
because mm-hmm. salary is per year. So whatever that right. year is. But if you're a gig employee or you're working, you know, on a daily basis, you'd probably have a case yeah. to say, hey, I'm, ex- I'm working an extra yeah. day here. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on your situation. But uh, yeah, to wrap it up, it's just I. It's to me, it's interesting. <laughs> um, this it's has become it's become it seems to be an issue now where it never used to be. That's all. I just want to mention. I don't want to dwell on this weather thing. I want to mention it on yeah. the way to another story I have about living longer and what are the things that help you live a long life. But I was looking at the forecast. Apparently, the Toronto forecast has that red ribbon of doom. I don't know. Whatever temperature is, it's like 11 degrees there or something right now. And it's going to plummet this afternoon and get one of those days where it's like flash freezing, a lot of rain. And it's going to be very, very dangerous, very dangerous. Uh, what's dangerous? Peligroso. Um, so everyone, because be, I've been in, though, I've, I've had a couple of run-ins with uh, traffic on those days where the, right. the streets right. freeze. Very, very dangerous. What was that word you used? Dangerous? That's French. I was I thought that's how you say Dandaran in French. Dangerous. <laughs> Dandaran. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't. So, I never spoke that much French. But mm-hmm. having said that, I have now. Even when I go in to think about a French word, I my my instinct now is I overlay Spanish on top of it for sure. I know way more Spanish yeah. than I do French. So, uh, Dan, are you? Uh, are you? Have you? Do you see the forecast I'm talking about, Daniel? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's uh, they're Death. talking about uh, lots of wind, and then the temperatures dropping pretty pretty quickly overnight tonight. Yeah, um, and later in the afternoon. Yeah, so it's going down to, you know, like like it's the the travel is like uh, like somewhere around plus thirteen to minus thirteen. Yeah, dude. So like, there's a risk a of thunderstorms of- today in the morning, showers mm-hmm. in the afternoon, and then. It's going down to minus six. So what is that? 12 degrees. It's like 18 degree difference. Yeah, there's lots of. Uh, yeah, they've been worrying, worrying, uh, warning about this for the last couple of days. And some of them are most of them are just weather statements, but some are warnings. Like there's a warning in Montreal, for example, and there's Kingston's got a warning as well. Well, I don't care about those people. So weather. I can't care about those <laughs> yeah. people, too, Dan. And then yeah, uh, then the, for the weather for the GTA, uh, it's going back up to. Seven on Friday, nine, eleven. Like it's a, it's whatever is March is coming in like a lamb, like a baby lamb. Dan, give given your history of a uh, weatherman. When we talk weather, do you, does it do something for you? Yep. Well, it brings you. It brings back warm memories of Czech Stevie. Yeah, it does actually. <laughs> I think about it. Yeah, there's things uh, you that, do. Uh, eh? Being yeah. there in the studio and pointing at the map and all that shit, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a yeah. rare opportunity to work. Dan, you could with the on your Zoom background, you could put up a weather map and start pointing to shit. Right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'll work on that for uh, for next week. You know, anytime you want, you're welcome to do it. Okay. Well, I you know more and more we're uh, we're talking about the weather, so that makes it uh, more and more. <laughs> I don't think we've ever stopped. You know, in yeah. fact, if hey. we, if anything, we take a break from it once in a while. Uh, yes, on Frederick. That point, yes. On that point, it rained here again all night, torrential. So all day yesterday, rained. At, at some points, like you know, when I say torrential, I know like that crazy heavy pounding rain yeah yeah all night it rained the night before it rained so uh 
and my heart that goes out to those just down the beach a bit. It, it's the all-inclusive resor- resort I stayed at in January. These people here for seven days, man. I if know, you got here on Saturday, it's been shitty, rain-wise, right through uh, the stretch. It looks like the sun's trying to come out today. Of course, when you're here for 63 days, it doesn't matter. But for when those I was here, that are here just for a week, I had the same thought when I was here in the fall because it was the end of the rainy season here in Mexico, and uh, yeah. there was a couple of days, not three, but a couple of days where it had rained. You know, a pretty good amount of the time, and 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 I th- I'm right across. There's four minutes from here is another all inclusive and same thing. Yeah. Just feel for people that are here Friday to Friday. Um, I just want to mention this because uh, it, it has to do with something we were talking about the other day about eating. There's a story from GQ who says the longest living people in the world all abide by the power nine rule. I won't go into all the different rules. You know, they basically if you, if you want to live a long life, and this kind of is. Um, part of that blue zone movement people around the world that live to 100 mm-hmm. and it talks all you know you know moving certain number of steps a day um taking time to relax give your diet a plant be more plant-based diet finding your social network and a couple other things find a place you belong know your why but the thing that stuck out to me was the abide by the 80 percent rule and i started reading that and wasn't sure what it was because I, I mentioned the 80-20 rule, which is, you know, a lot yeah. of businesses, you know, your 20% of your business or 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients. But this 80% rule, Fred, says rec- it recommends people stop eating when their stomachs are 80% full. How do you know? That's <laughs> and I'm like because I, I was so proud of myself from walking away from my brother David's meal the other day. But when I'm by myself, as I was again last night, eating by myself, I just make something and I eat it. But the eighty percent rule is apparently you're supposed to stop when you're exactly. How do I know my stomach is eighty percent full? And does that mean also having room for cookies? <laughs> Because no, exactly. I like cookies. I get it. Because the thing is, how's that? Your brain works like your brain doesn't get the message until you're well beyond eighty percent. Like twenty minutes, you know? apparently, it takes to get the message that you're full. The eighty twenty you were talking about, I thought you know they say losing weight is eighty percent diet, twenty percent exercise. Absolutely, I mean, it that's, is. That's an eighty twenty, and yep. I totally believe that. It's what we put in our mouths. I was the same way. I went across the road yesterday to Buddy Boy. That guy, you know, for 250 pesos, he fills your thing. I went to the tune of about 350 yesterday, but uh, it was this huge (laughs) thing of food, right? You just keep keep piling stuff onto your plate until until you get to a certain number of pesos. (laughs) So Laverne, Delise, and Doug get theirs, right? Right. It's 250 each. And then I was the last guy. So he did mine. I wanted this certain side of chicken, uh, this certain chicken that he had. And then I saw the pork ribs again. So I, you know, gestured, put some pork ribs on there. Yeah, yeah. So he did. And the embarrassing part was, over the day, those guys, it was two meals for them. They, When we came back, they had half. And for dinner, they had half. Well, I didn't have anything in the <laughs> afternoon because I ate later because of the show. Yeah. But when I sat down with mine, I just vacuumed the son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love when you're with other people and you sort of see what normal how normal people oh, yeah. eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I went to this place uh, as I, Julietta had told me about. It's I, I pass it all the time. It's a hamburger place, and and Dan, yeah. I, after having what I had last night, I thought I got to bring Dan here because it's literally it's a small little cafe on the edge of a highway, and I had a hamburger. Honestly, so for a hundred, how much was it? One hundred and ten pesos, including a drink. I got a hamburger and two sides. The sides were a little bit of French fries and some corn. So, like, whatever that is, eight bucks, nine bucks. <laughs> but the hamburger, Dan, you got to see it. It's the size of a smart car. Honestly, I needed the guy. To, I needed. I needed the guy to spot me to get it back to my car. Like, because he was. We were talking about you know a little bit in Spanish, back and forth in Spanish, and and there was two options on the menu. One was a smaller burger patty. And I chose, of course, the bigger burger patty. But I didn't realize how big it was. Honestly, I just should have taken a picture of it, Dan, and said, hey, this is what we're going to have. Because it was one of the best burgers I've ever had. But also, I, I could have easily cut it in half and had it for lunch today. That's how big it was. But of you course, didn't. Of course. No. Didn't. I just fucking ate that thing. It was barely, I barely was... <laughs> It's yeah. barely 80% rule. I was barely conscious for 80% of the time right. eating that thing. Listen, you bring up hamburgers, and I know I preface a lot of things. I don't want to be, you know, Donnie Downer or whatever you want to say. No, here we know. go. Here's where we're at in the world. This story, speaking of hamburgers, in the United States, Wendy's is going to experiment with surge. Get a load of this. Surge pricing. Yeah, I saw that story. It's crazy. I found that so disheartening. So, you know, during lunch or during the supper, you know, rush, prices will go up. Right now, they're they're fitting several franchises with these um, price boards or menu boards that at, at a certain time of the day, the price will pop up on all the items. That's right. And, and, and let's be clear, it's not going down the other parts of the day. That remains the same. The surge pricing they're going to institute. And it's like, is nothing sort of sacred? Like, again, is that where we're at? Like, gouge, gouge, gouge. And, I, and from, a, from a marketing standpoint, I don't know how this could ever be a winner for them. Do you? Dan, do you know what we're talking about? I'm guessing that when you say surge pricing, well, it's like it's like a, Uber. It's like a baseline, and yeah. then it goes up when when uh, yeah. there's high yeah. traffic, right? But but I see. I, I, what I wanted to ask is because I take Uber all the time, and I t- almost never take it when it's surge pricing because I can I can. Mm-hmm. But my question about because you brought something up about does it go down? I wonder with Uber, are there rates adjusted downward when it's less? of a demand i don't know the answer to that yeah but i do know this story uh it's things like i mean, there's several I, i've got it in front of me several mm-hmm. menu items yeah. so for instance grabbing a baconator will run you more at lunchtime than yeah. say in an off peak hour but as far as gouging it's like they, like I, I, they must have they i i think the younger people will be less offended by this than say you and i and donald well Howard, this, you know, it it is, I mean, when you slice and dice it, you've talked about your kids Ubering coffees. Oh, yeah. So they, I guess maybe that generation, they feel that they've been conditioned for this through that. So let's bring it into the stores. And, you know, if if I get Wendy's through Uber, you know, the surge thing because of the price of gas and the time, more time it takes to deliver it. I, I get all that. that. That's a luxury. But walking in there into a franchise walking in and you know up to the counter it's all on me and i'm being surged surged 
surged. And you can bet if it works, everybody's going to do it. Now, Wendy's in Canada isn't touching this yet. Right. But, you know, it's just a matter of time. I don't have the uh, all the details either. Do you see if it's on if it is ordering or in person? Oh, it's in person. It's in the stores. Because if you read, all the menu boards are going to be updated so that the pricing can be changed, like, during the day. Understood. Yeah. They're spending millions on those. And, um, you know, really, I would even... I would protest even here in Canada through what's going on in the States as, you know, to be sort of proactive. Mm. If I went to Wendy's, I would stop going to Wendy's is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, I'd love to be part of your protest with you and I or, you know, with the two of us out front of a Wendy's while the pro-Palestinian people are walking by. And they're like, what are you protesting? We're like, uh, we're surge pricing in the States. <laughs> That's right. By the way, yeah, what, what yeah. I see, I, I can just see a time when I, you know, I like it. The only thing I like from Wendy's is their Frosties. And now I'm only going to order it when it's really cold. So it'll be cheap. I, yeah, I've often, you know, I'm rarely, 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 rarely do I get a hamburger anymore. Again, in Brampton, it's all ethnic food. But I've often wondered, what, what is the decider for people? Like Queen Street in Brampton, there's a Burger King, there's a Wendy's, there's a McDonald's. What What is that thing that makes people turn into a particular a particular place when it's that fast food? Because I know the Whopper's delicious, and years ago I think I had a Wendy's, and it was good, and I'm not so big on Big Macs, but like what what makes people gravitate to a certain one? Because to me, they're all basically the same, you know? Like, if you were going to get a hamburger, where would you go? And I know there's places like Hero Burger and Five Guys and all that, but I don't know. Well, I disagree. I, I, I think Wendy's burgers are better, but I think... Uh, okay. Those guys like Five Guys or uh, Rudy Burger on the Queensway, like, those are a step above the No, McDonald's. that's Woody, Woody's, I think. No, 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 but there's also a place oh. called Rudy. Oh, oh no, okay. Woody's is great. Uh, the yeah. burg- the like places like the Burger Priest, Woody's, Rudy. Mm-hmm. Like you, 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 the, that place you're talking about is on the Lakeshore. Those are a different breed. But as far as like the were, yeah. the the fast food fast food burgers, I mm-hmm. always thought the Wendy's was better than McDonald's and Burger King better than Wendy's for me. Because Burger King actually are charbroiled, right? Yeah, exactly. Where a lot of the other ones like McDonald's and that they're fried. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I had to go, Dan, I had to go and get uh, a fan here because ever since I created my sound fort, <laughs> I'm not kidding, I'm, I'm not getting any circulation. Now you can see the sides of the sound fort. Oh, let me just get that out of the way. Right, yeah. We had a discussion <laughs> yesterday about our sound with uh, our good friend fort. Pete Cuno. Yeah. And so, Howard, because Howard's in a place that has lots of hard surfaces and it echoes a lot, so he built a sound fort, which is great. <laughs> we, and you know what? I've done the exact same thing. In fact, uh, over here at Lisa's place, my good friend Linda Cash was doing a voice, voice job for uh, Thomas the Tank Engine. She's a character mm. in that show. And she had to do some pickups on some lines, four lines. So uh, we set it up here. We put two chairs and a blanket and a bunch of pillows and took a picture of it. Looked just like what you've got going on there is a little sound for it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, can we continue with food and, and a <laughs> franchise? <clears throat> the 80% yeah. rule? Here's a story that I, I didn't know if I was going to have an opportunity to 
you know, sort of, because sometimes you, we collect stories and it's like, I just didn't find a place for it. But I, yeah. I found a story a few uh, days ago. Um, Red Lobster. Did you guys see the story about Red Lobster is hoping that all you can eat lobster will save its business is the headline. In a bit of drum up attention, the seafood chain will give 150 lucky lobster lovers a two hour feast filled with endless lobster and bottomless cheddar biscuits. Hmm? Um, Because I guess I I don't know if this is is Red Lobster only a Canadian franchise. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think it's in the States. So I can't tell you exactly where this is, although it came off my Canadian newsletter. So um, Mm -hmm. and the thing about Red Lobster, it's been a long time since I've been there. I, I do. I do remember enjoying the cheese biscuits, and mm. um, but I haven't had a lobster from there. I, I didn't. I couldn't have told you if they were. I knew they were still in business, but I guess they're trying to do something to drum up business because maybe people have stopped going to Red Lobster. But uh, Dan, do you have any Red Lobster opinions? I've always looked at a Red Lobster and, and thought I'm not going in there because. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the problem with the place. <laughs> Red Lobster okay. for the seafood lover in you. Not me. Yeah. Not me. <laughs> I looked it up. There's 649 Red Lobsters in the United States. Mm. Howard, explain what they're doing, though. I don't get it. What do you mean 150 people? It, it's all you can eat or it's It's not? a contest. So oh, they're, they're, what the, good is that? Because I guess they're trying to get attention. That you mm-hmm. enter to be one of the lucky 150 to get a two-hour endless lobster. Uh, well, and, and there's a bit of a caveat. It's not if you devoured 12 lobsters in two hours, they're going to switch you to tails. You can't, <laughs> apparently. I don't know who this is for. <laughs> this is part is this of their Canada? Talk. I said I don't know if it's Canada or the United States. Okay. But... <clears throat> I don't know that I could, first of all, I don't think I could do 12 lobsters in two hours. I don't, certainly don't know if I could do 12 Red Lobster lobsters. Howard. Freddie. You could, because if you've ever been to Red Lobster, and I remember years ago, the lobster tails are very, very small. Well, this is a whole lobster, though. Well, they're small lobsters, okay. believe me. All right. And although, I must say, the smaller the lobster, it seems the sweeter the meat. That's an old saying. That's that's from the Bible. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that's in the Bible. That's in Corinthians nine leather. But again, in Brampton, like I think there's on Queen Street there, there's a fast food restaurant of everything on earth. Um, and there's a Red Lobster. It's still there. I think it's open. And I don't know. I maybe I went there thirty years ago, but that would be it for me. Well, when we were having that, to bring this all again full circle, we were having that discussion about the spaghetti dinner we didn't want to go to. That was our big protest. Mm-hmm. That was at the old spaghetti factory, which mm-hmm. was one of those sort of iconic Toronto restaurants. And I would say the last time I went to a Red Lobster was around the same time I went to the old spaghetti factory. Right. See, spaghetti is one of those things I never order in a restaurant because mine... The, the kind that my mom made, the, what I make, it, it's just, it's never as good. I don't know. It seems thin and tasteless. Well, I, I, usually, I usually agree with you when it comes to this kind of thing. But I will tell you, there's a place that our friend Bill, our buddy that we talked okay. about who helped us mm-hmm. uh, so much in our early 
times here on the podcast, took me to this restaurant on college when we were visiting last summer when he was in town. And oh, I yeah. had their, it was an Italian restaurant. And I had their, yeah. it's called Cacio e Pepe. It's a very simple spaghetti dish. It's basically right. cheese and pepper. And I, I'm going to tell you, it was pretty good. You know, I'm not sure what is, how it would stack well, up against the Patterson. That, and again, that's not what I'm talking about. I, I mean like traditional tomato sauce spaghetti. Because I'll get a carbonara in a restaurant. Oh, I see. Well, what you're yeah, yeah, well, no one's going no to. I will not hesitate oh, to get I a carbonara. I thought you just weren't going to buy yeah. it. Yeah. I, I thought you meant no. you don't order pasta in a restaurant. No. Oh, I misunderstood. My favorite, we had it here the other night. We boiled pasta, yeah. uh, drizzle it with oil, grate some uh, Parmesan cheese, yeah, throw some that. olives on it, and lots of pepper. Beautiful. Love yeah. that. I'd order that in a restaurant. I'm talking about traditional, like, red sauce. Yeah, stuff. no one does that. It's never, never good. And meatballs, it's like, nah, it doesn't work for me. Well, Dan, uh, we've talked a lot about food. We've come uh, a long way since the beginning. We're going to talk to Carla in about 10 minutes. So anything we should... Just oh, don't forget to ask her about the time that. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll tell we'll tell the story about the car. We'll say Dan uh, share. Oh, here comes Carla. Maybe we'll do a little uh, Carla. Was you there want to do a Carla Dan crossover there, or no? Yeah. Was there what? Or do you have to go and get to the guild? Um, business <laughs> well, well we, we, we have business. like we're gonna have to do news, some, but yeah, but we're gonna have to do some business before Carla. Dan, I sent you a story. Did you see that? I did see that, yeah. Well, I sent you a story, oh. too. Oh, I did see that. Look at that. Yeah. You're all, you're is it, all happy. Double story. Is it the same? Uh, what do you mean I'm all happy? Yeah, I'm all happy because I sent him a story. No, no did, he's all happy. Oh, because he doesn't have to find one. But did you? I wonder if the he's same. He's got two stories. No, but is, I'm curious, Dan. Is the story he sent you the same one as me? No, I thought it might be. I thought for sure it was going to be the same thing. Because I guarantee you. He first, if, and then Fred sent his. I'll guarantee I if you. If Fred saw the story I saw, he would have sent it to you. Right. Probably, and the, yeah. And the, and the story I sent is relatable to Humble and Fred on two levels. So, there you go. There's the teaser. And uh, the story I sent yeah. is semi-relatable <laughs> on because of the, can, can you, can the continued nonsense we fucking peddle here every day. So, <laughs> uh, there's this can, double shot teaser. Double Dan, shot. was there ever any electricity between you and Carla? Electricity. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah electricity. Uh, any tension no, we've called, of a sexual we've nature? Just, we just have always been really good friends since we. I know, but was there ever yeah. in a moment when you looked over and thought I could open mouth kiss mm. this girl? Mm. Yeah. Um, well, hang on a second. I'm going to get Carla should, in here. I could tap that. <laughs> anything like that? I yeah. could tap that. Stop, as they Fred, say. Stop, Fred, stop saying I could oh, tap anything. Is, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I could tap that. <laughs> Fuck. Not an appropriate discussion. Yeah, Come well, on, especially guys. coming out of Grandpa's mouth. Did you tap that? Can you tap it? Okay, I this this that. is not officially the Carla Collins appearance. This is backstage. Before we properly introduce Carla, we're just having a little bit of behind the scenes with our friend Carla. Dan's still here. We're doing a Carla Dan crossover. You remember the old radio days? Um, Carla... Off, yes. the, off the record, was there any, ever any electricity between you and this great hunk of a man, Dan Duran? You, you mean like sexual electricity? Yes. Mm, tension, yes. <laughs> tension, yes. No, no. We were both, <laughs> no, we were both married. There was a, a warm friendship and a professional respect, but no. 
It was show business. All those people screw around. <laughs> That's right. All you show people. Um, Carla, are you saying, because what Fred said was, I mean, did Dan, Dan, he just asked Dan if he'd ever looked over at you and said, what? I'd like to tap that, which is a completely <laughs> inappropriate. Completely. It is. <laughs> Pardon me? Last time I was love jugs. Now it's like, <laughs> the, the fact that the phrase tap that came out of Fred's mouth, just I find hilarious. Sorry. Um, it is, sorry. It's awesome. It is awesome. Okay, yeah, well, back, back that ass up, Fred. Back it <laughs> no. up, baby. Uh, well, I, and what was what was Dan Duran's answer? Because I just think us getting together would have been too much alliteration. But I'm mm-hmm. curious now to hear if Dan would have, in fact, tapped that. <laughs> no. Well, the pre the preacher's son. Come on, go ahead. We we. Uh, Basically, what you said is what I said. What we were—we've always been great friends since we first met. So. Yeah, yeah, friendships. Yeah. You know what I say? Friendships, memship. <laughs> <laughs> what happens at McCowan Road stays on McCowan Road. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, Dan. Uh, we're going to uh, take. We got love. So we're going to officially introduce Carl in a second. Uh, right. Dan's going to come back and do the news. Uh, we got a couple great stories, and uh, of course, we're going to catch up with our very, very sweet and dear friend, Carla. But first, Freddie's got a little bit of business to take care of. Yeah, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Uh, where do I begin? If you have a small business, uh, go to chamberplan.ca today. Get a free quote. You'll find out that it's possible for your small business to be part of the Chambers Plan. Over 32,000 Canadian businesses are part of this, and that's their success. You know, in numbers, the more companies that uh, join, uh, the more they can hold the line on premiums, and they've done a great job on that over the past few years. Yeah, you know, uh, prescriptions and dental and therapies and travel insurance. They have a mental health component. In real time, by the way, if somebody needs help, it's there for you. An HR component. Yes, human resources. They've got it all covered. And remember back through COVID how great they were with the support they showed through those troubled times. Just an indication of how progressive they are and how they adjust to the times. It's the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Chamberplan.ca. Yeah, we had a nice chat yesterday with our friend Mike Azarian, one of the broker owners of Lenders Choice Mortgages, independently owned and operated member of the Mortgage Alliance, license number 13582. There's news every day about possible falling bank of commerce rates, what's going to happen when people have their renewals, uh, millions of Canadians this year. Same for next year. And uh, we had a great discussion. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to when he was talking about, you know, what you might want to do, a one-year variable or a one-year fixed. All these things can save you a lot of money because Mike isn't sort of tied to one institution. Like a lot of us, we just go, well, our mortgage is up. I guess we got to go to the bank and whatever they say goes. Not at Lender's Choice Mortgages. They have access to over 75 lenders, so they shop around. It could be monoline lenders, credit unions, banks, of course, private lenders. They'll find a solution for all your mortgage financing needs. Uh, Mike Kazarian and the group at Lender's Choice Mortgage. Already some Humble and Fred listeners are uh, taking advantage of this. Why not have a conversation? Even if you're not ready to do it now, start planning now to make some changes so you can save some money when your mortgage comes due. That's Mortgage Alliance, Lender's Choice Mortgages at LendersChoice.ca. I can't get to sleep. Ah, well, 
Uh, you know, we uh, could tell so many stories about our our past <laughs> relationship with this talented, warm, beautiful, sexy juggernaut, jugs or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I would. <laughs> I can say that. I can say this without uh, sounding too much hyperbole. She has become a very dear friend of ours, and we always look forward to having her back with us. Please say hello live from Los Angeles, where it's much earlier. I don't know how she does it. I'm in up all night doing blow, I guess. I don't know. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> you, know mm-hmm. you, you know, you L.A. I mean- <laughs> You LA it people. is Wednesday, so <laughs> hump day, bump day is what we say here. <laughs> well, it's, look, look, everybody, it's Carla Collins again. Hi, sweetheart. Hi, boys. So great to be here. You know I love, I miss you. And uh, I also, you know, speaking of what I talked that I really kind of am enjoying Freddie's whole hipster Colonel Sanders vibe. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's the first time I've heard that. Yes. I'm, I'm stealing it. I'm stealing it. Hipster Colonel Sanders. I love that. Well, I say, I say, I say, I tap that. I tap that. Mm-hmm. I say, I say, boy, I might vape now. That's and I was just going to, you know, just before you saw uh, said that, I thought I was going to say, you know, this woman does not age. And then I thought, is that appropriate to say? Do women want to hear that? Uh, do, you, do, you, do you notice stuff like I, wherever we're at? But I, I was going to say that. Yeah. Look, you, you, the woman doesn't age, Howard. Look at us. I see it. We've I see aged. it. I know. I like, we're not. You she's been on our show. Look at how For we've years. aged. I know. And look at Carla. Yeah. And not only that, you get up. What time is it there? Five? Uh, I guess Four? it's 5.15-ish. And what and, time did you get up? Uh, 4.30. Jesus Christ. Do you always look like that at 5.15 in the morning? No, I do not. <laughs> I, I look like Ursula the Sea Witch and uh, a prom bag. So, I like frighten children. I obviously, I give, I put a little effort into it. That's like right. That. Yeah, we make, I, we, I love you, that. Fred's like, I don't know, should, in this day and age, stumble, yes. stumble, should I say you don't age? But moments later... Dan, did you did you ever tap that? Mm-hmm. No, his question was, did you ever want to tap that? Want to okay. tap? It. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, to. come on. Where are the priorities? Mm-hmm. Let's but, just be um, clear. Yeah, I, so, speaking I, I, of, I, go ahead. Yes. No, no. I just say I'll, I'll get up early for you guys anytime. Well, we appreciate it. Speaking of tapping that, uh, what's going on with? Uh, are you uh, currently? Do you have a paramour these days? Or are you back solo? I'm. I'm, ask, I'm by I, the way, I'm asking for a friend. Okay. <laughs> is the friend a Canadian Goldblum looking fellow? Maybe. Maybe he is. <laughs> no, I'm, pr- I'm uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of from, I'm, I'm out there free balling. I'm pretty solo, yeah. Are you now? Have, have, you, like ha- have you visited Mexico before? <laughs> <laughs> I have indeed. Do you, do you know that Fred's in the Dominican, I'm in Mexico, you're in Los Angeles. Like, we're not into, we, we don't, we've been doing our show remotely now for quite some time during the winter months because we're at the age now where we can't be cold anymore. Oh, how fa- so really you guys are, we've got some kind of crazy warm devil's triangle going right now? Yeah, baby. That's wonderful. Yeah, man. Where are you in Mexico? Can you, uh, can I'm, in, you I'm in a place, I, absolutely. I'm in a place between Tulum and Playa del Carmen called Puerto Aventuras. Which beautiful. is yeah, it is beautiful, and I get to do the show, and my brother's here, and and uh, some friends, and uh, Freddie's in the Dominican. Where are you again, Freddie? 
Yeah, on the North Shore, a little town called Cabarete on the beach. Yes. Cabarete. Cabarete. Yes. Si, uh-huh. senora. Timothy Cabarete. That's my mm-hmm. safe word. <laughs> <laughs> Cabarete. Uh, among many well, others. Well, you guys are living the, the life. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, that's a lot sexier than... I just happen to live here, but it is lovely when it's not raining and the place doesn't fall apart like the back end of Saturday Night Live. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's L.A. Hey, at, listen. At this, oh, I was going to say, at this stage in your life, how much do you think about being single or not wanting to be single? Or do you just not give a shit? If it happens, it happens. Oh, I'm almost always in um, a relationship. So I'm, oh, okay. I'm always, yeah, I'm a serial monogamous. I'm almost always engaged or married or with someone. So I don't, yeah, I'm good with the single. It's a a little break. Well, and and I was thinking about you this morning, as I often do when you're going to be on the show. And I often think, okay, you know, was there a moment for Canadian gold bloom? Was was there a chance? And then I think, then I start to daydream about, you know, would that be just too much? The two of us doing bits all the time and then... And then I think, okay, but what about in the what about in the throes of passion? Would be we able to put that aside and just concentrate on the task at hand? <laughs> you think we would be volleying somehow? Exactly. Just... And you, with your better memory, I'd be like, "What is the tag? I don't have the tag." <laughs> I mean, don't worry, my breast store information, Howard. I've got you. <laughs> I have a pornographic memory. Don't worry. That's right. Well, I, I, I was talking about your memory. Uh, yesterday, I think we were talking about you yesterday. And I said, you know, yeah. um, Carla has. I have two friends, you and my buddy Dave, who have the best the best memories of anyone I know. And when it comes to you and your material, the ability to remember so much of it so quickly is really an advantage. But and friends, it's something I never thought of. Is it a disadvantage to remember so well? Sometimes, yes. I because I, I, I'm like. You know, photographic adjacent. My brother can remember app, you know, dates. He's got that Mary Lou, like just ridiculous. And sometimes it's you want to forget, and there might not be enough edibles. Um, but <laughs> no, and you know, I don't even do that, so it doesn't help me. But yeah, I, I, but I think for the most part, it's a pretty good advantage. Then again, when I'm doing my material, because of my severe. ADHD and going all over the place. I don't think people, you don't know what I'm forgetting though. Right. So oh, I see. I, I'm able to cover that, but I do, I can swing back. Like I just came back from Dallas and they were like, we were amazed that you would start something, get distracted by someone, start talking to a cowboy for a while, and then maybe 30 minutes later come back to it. So I, I, I do tend to remember to finish up usually. How much of a difference between Dallas and Los Angeles? Oh, they, they would tell you quite a bit. They would tell you quite a bit. Although, if, yeah. if, you, if you believe what you hear, so many people from California are moving to Texas, but that's besides the point. But audience is way different. Well, I mean, I think audiences are the same everywhere, to be honest. But the, the place itself is different um, in that. Yeah. And they pride themselves on that, even though there's been this big migration, which mm-hmm. is really starting to, you know, dilute it. But uh I like, you know, Texans, I always feel like it's going home to the mothership because due to my hair. And I usually start my routine by saying I look like, a, especially I was there on Super Bowl weekend. I look like a former Dallas Cowboy cheerleader's mom became a drag queen. 
Um, but they kind of say what they mean, mean what they say. There's, mm-hmm. a, I think, financially they're doing better. Mm-hmm. There's sort of a loud and proud and exceptionally diverse, though, the crowds were. So it's not, you know, I think people and and they would qual- they would quantify it as these are George Bush Republicans as opposed to the Trump. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, interesting. Um, you, you said the mothers. You know, lords. <laughs> yeah, you said the mothership is 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 that the club in is Joe Rogan's mothership the big club in Dallas or is that where it is? No, I said the mothership as in it looks like I'm going. Home no, no, I know. I, I, I know. I knew yeah. that. I got. Um, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I've, I've, no, I just I think, thought of that. I think Rogan's is in Austin. I it's in Austin. Yeah, that's right. Austin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. at a club called TK. So. Yeah, that's what I was wondering when because I've seen you on on your social media and I I see when you go to different places and I'm just wondering, like, what are the clubs and and what are, are they are these yuck yuck size clubs three or four hundred people? Uh, yeah, this is a um, I would say a little less. I'm going to say this is about a two hundred size club and right. they're yeah, they're pretty much the same. This is a beautiful place. It's it's fairly new. It's just a couple of years old. It's in a place called Addison, which is kind of swank. And uh, there's restaurant. TK and his wife are good friends. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy playing there. And, and nowadays, are you still, will you go in, I'm assuming you're headlining, will you go in for a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or are you there for the whole week? What does the run look like for you? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two shows uh, Friday, two shows Saturday. And TK was, I was like, did TK like leave the building? Because he was keeping me up there for like 45 to an hour every night. So it was a great workout. Oh, and, and you weren't, what are you supposed to do, like 30-35? Well, I got, you get used to smaller headlining times right. in L.A., yeah. I mean, they, 15 is almost headlining here. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I have a show coming up at the Ice House that's 15, and I'm tickled. So, um, but yeah, so it's nice to have the longer the more tantric sex sets. <laughs> That's right. Well, <laughs> I, I promise. I promise you, we wouldn't need forty-five minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. I like to be in and out like a Navy SEAL. Oh, Carla, I miss you, my friend. Um, Freddie, did you want to ask Carla a question? Because I know, I know we want to. We want to ask you the same question we asked Dan. Yes. Oh, right. Uh, we asked Dan and. We had to pull it out of when we said the whole time you were doing E now with Carla. Can you tell us about a story? You know, uh, something that happened, uh, a significant moment, and he couldn't really come up with anything. And then after three or four minutes, he came up with the car story and the bow on the car and uh, how you were you had horrified, a car delivered yeah. by a salesman. Yeah, and it had a bow on it, so people thought that it was like the boss Yvonne Fitzon giving me a car. Or oh. anyone really giving me a car? Like, I think that's kind of a lame oh, so th- thing. When the dealership that where I bought the car brought it with a bow, it's like, well, that's not really a gift. <laughs> that's right. Oh, so that, that, was, that was the spin. You were afraid people thought that car had been given to you when actually you had bought it with your hard-earned money. Yeah, I wasn't afraid. People were all like, hey, this is a bonus you got from the boss. And I'm like, absolutely not. Your husband, right. no again. Mm-hmm. Sugar daddy, not <laughs> even a stevia daddy. That's all me. So yeah, I thought the bow was a bit. <laughs> Come on. Did you say? Did you say stevia daddy? Because that's really funny. Yes, that's yeah. very. I funny. never get. I want a healthier sugar daddy. <laughs> that's very good. <laughs> so, stevia so daddy our, is funny. So then, our question would be: Over that time, do you remember moments with Dan Duran that would be funny, different, um, startling? He, you know, Dan is very Dan Duran, and I, I mean, I believe he says like this, but 
you know, he was such a consummate broadcaster and had been used to, and he was much better with the teleprompter, where that was just like a nightmare for me. So <laughs> I was always trying to do shtick and <laughs> throwing in. And so I, I, I believe, and I don't know if this is false memory, but I believe at one point Dan asked if we could put my ad libs in the prompter. <laughs> no, no. It was something, but he didn't say ad libs, but he was just like, can this stop being the prompter? Because I. And they would always end up on the floor because I, I, I drove everybody nuts. It just wasn't really like a fit for me. That's really like, funny. Today, you know, so it was something to that. And, and Dan would just look at me like, what? This is not A, professional, or B, what we're talking about. <laughs> just you throw me a curve. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, was, it was something like, could we put this in the prompter if you're going to do that? But, and, and I like to tell the story is, could we put Carlos Adlibs into the prompter? Which That's is very funny, though. And, 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 but also very on brand with Dan Duran. Dan likes to yeah. know. He likes <laughs> to have a, 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 a plan. But you guys did that show. We, we, I know we haven't talked about it much when you've been on with us. But that was a big show for five years. You were the you and I can't remember. You were the you were the face of CTV Entertainment, not just E E Talk or what was it called E Now? Yes, it was but, E Now. But you did a lot yeah. of other stuff. You were sort of the main entertainment person. That must have been a great gig for you. Well, sure. I mean, yeah, I did the New Year's show. I was also again. It was a great gig, but maybe not the you know like be at the anchor desk with Christine Bentley and Tom and everyone. I was often like right. put somewhere else, like out in the Orange Grove That's or right. some hidden locale, like some kind of mafia thing, just because I would make the other anchors laugh. <laughs> and uh, you know, I was calling Tom. Like the Tominator. Um, and I, I, I guess I was a bit of a disruptive force because, you know, maybe maybe straight ahead news and entertainment wasn't. But yeah, uh, what I loved was the interviewing. Right. That was fantastic. Like talking, We're, you know, getting into a fight with Steven Tyler as to who the better stooge was. It's Shemp, by the way, the thinking <laughs> woman stooge. He maintained it with Shemp. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed that the most for the, the big one-on-one interviews. Now, were you doing uh, mixed mornings at the same time? Was this all part of your day? Or was uh, that at one a different for, time? Uh, one, no, they just overlapped for a little bit. Yeah. Wow. Because that would be grueling. It was. Well, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was crazy. It was around that time that this morning show on an alternative radio station was you know, priding itself on being edgy and somewhat hilarious, but really was sometimes mean <laughs> and uh, and uh, insecure and mocking and, uh, and of course, making fun of you. Did that... I don't remember who those boys were, but did that... <laughs> I can't recall their name right now. Uh, Dumble and Ferd, I believe. <laughs> yes. But it was... Yes, you know, Dumble and Ferd in the mornings. Dumble and Ferd. Of course, <laughs> it was just that you were everywhere all the time. You were on the news. You had your own show. You were interviewing celebrities. And, of course, it was just jealousy. And now those boys have all grown up. One of them looks like Colonel Sanders. The other one like Jeff Goldblum. And now there's mm-hmm. such Hipster love in the room. Hipster Colonel. Hipster Colonel. I know. I love that we've come full circle, Kumbaya. But... <laughs> Was and again that was always a one way feud because yes I know it's the worst I, feud I in the world guys. I, I liked you guys but it was just that Ted felt I needed to be tasered and I did I was far too perky look I've been worn down now by life and I'm just as <laughs> jaded as you and I'm not everywhere mm-hmm. so that's right now look at we all were now worn I'm much down. more lovable yes regrets we have a few when it comes to that but I mean you those know, were big 
they, those were big times for you. You couldn't go like in a bus shelter without seeing your face or like billboard stuff. And yes, and people it, would always black out one tooth, so I it was always like we we, we and white we trash were. We desperately wanted that for ourselves and couldn't get it. No, but look at me. You were doing, you were doing much better. But, I mean, listen, again, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I was just actually saying this the other day to somebody, Fred, about being a punchline. And someone was mm-hmm. upset. I said, I love being a punchline. It means that you're known. It means somebody put the effort and energy. They're thinking about you. They've crafted yep. a whole joke around you. So I've always... Maybe that's just sad of me. I I, mm-hmm. I love that. See, I don't. I have a. I don't have abandonment issues. I'm, a, I'm afraid someone right. won't leave. So I'm just <laughs> and just so you know, as cruel as we are, we were with you. We were worse with Aaron Davis. So, so it was just the women that you had issues with. Oh was no! Seed, here we, here we no, go. no, no. We went after. Men too. She, yes, no, definitely. No, but Carla's got a point because it was Carla, Aaron Davis, uh, the crabby girl Ooh, from. No, not Marilyn, but the crabby woman from uh, Global, the weather lady. We were we were mean oh, to her. Right? Yeah, I forget. Yeah, but let's move on, <laughs> shall we? Um, Carla, yes, please. Th- Carla's still doing a couple things that I want to talk about. Well, one new one mm-hmm. and one. Uh, so the new thing, we'll get to chuckle and chills in a second. But but first, you're. I, I saw this and I was going to send you a note about you've joined a podcast. Now, tell us about these podcasts. Are they new? <laughs> the godfathers of podcasting which i was telling my new podcast friends about the two of you well tell us about your new uh, podcast so uh there is a podcast called laaf and uh it's a it's a, a beautiful young married couple uh jimmy mccaman and his uh lovely wife who's a jazz singer and she's like super young but she's a throw but she's like a fan fatale from the 1940s she's all hello doll i think a swell kind of thing because <laughs> she's a jazz singer so they do this podcast and i guess they were following me on socials i came on as a guest in december and they have and and jimmy you know was just great with it it was slick and, and i said this feels like a morning show mm. like it's just like so wonderful that it's like you know um they, they had produced things and there was such an ease and I complimented them on it because, you know, I'm a little bit of a podcast slut. You know, somebody asks me to go on their podcast and I go. Yeah, yeah. And um, then the beginning of this year, he said, would you like to join us as a third host? And, you know, it was I, I said yes immediately because the chemistry was there. And I think there's real potential with this. And it's basically it's news of the day. I think I think their slogan is L.A.A.F. News, culture, snark. Mm. Um, so, is it daily? Uh, is it, it is it weekly? I mean, he hopes to go daily at some point, but right now it's three times a week. That's a lot, two or three times a week. So, yeah. So we're not. Isn't like, some, go ahead. Isn't it? Isn't it something with uh, podcasts? Because the advent of the podcast, you know, radio is shrinking. It was going to give people more opportunity, but the people that are making the big dough of it are people that are already stars and big stars because i guess throughout los angeles the entertainment industry like uh, smart list and some of the, the other podcasts these guys are making millions and millions of dollars out of them yeah, yeah so we're guess, not we're making no, 25 I, no, I, but I, imagine, I, I imagine a lot of people are chasing that because you know it's an example of what can be had i guess if you are successful well, absolutely. I think what you guys are doing, like uh, right now, we just have the audio component, but in another week or two, we're going to start with YouTube. And yeah, obviously, that's the future and that everyone has one. But I was like shocked to hear 
somebody is scaring me that it's I can't believe how much it costs to to be a guest on Joe Rogan. It's something like ten or twenty grand. Just to appear unless unless he invited you, unless you're one of oh. his pals. Yeah. Right. So really? um, one of his supplement or conspiracy buddies, you gotta yeah, you've gotta really shell out because there now there's all these subreddit categories yeah. of like people who are podcast agents. And they'll wow. approach you and say, and for this amount of money, we can get you and your product on the following podcast. So it's wild. Well, on, on, yeah. this, on this show, it's very easy. You just, get, you just buy us a Wendy's uh, meal and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Or send and us, you're a guest for life. And you're a guest for life, exactly. Send us well, the flyers. Send us the flyers you get in the mail. That's good enough. That's all it takes I here. Said, I said to them that, that that you would be the only two guys, you know, if it wasn't me, wait, you know, I'd have to do it for midnight, but how much mm-hmm. I enjoyed being on your podcast, and I felt the same when I was with them. So, the you know, just like, I make a good third of a thruple, is uh, what I'm saying. Well, I was going to say, the podcast is called LA, uh, LAAF, and it's available where all podcasts are. And when have you actually started already? Are there some Carla episodes we could go and listen to? Oh, a Carla episode drops today, my friends. Nice. Yeah, we, uh, we have started, so you can hear me on LAAF, uh, you know, Spotify and all the places, iTunes to, uh, today, and another episode drops on Friday. So basically, what's it about? Is it like niche? Like, is it about one particular subject or? Well, it's about LA. There's a lot of making fun of LA and, you know. Um, for example, like how my legit, uh, my yoga teacher just went into rehab for cocaine. And I'm like, that seems LAAF. That's so LAAF. <laughs> I get that. I guess it wasn't the yoga keeping you confident and skinny mm-hmm. bitch. Um, but uh, so, yeah, we talk about that, you know, today in history. It's news of the day. And we kind of each have like I have sort of a segment called California Dreaming where I can just go off on love that. anything. How long, how long is it? Um, and, and do you do it You do you do it with them in front of a microphone? Because you're not doing it on your phone, are you? No, no, I'm, I'm with them. Yeah. Okay. And no, how long is the podcast? The how long is it? Uh, one hour. Okay. Um, and before yeah. we let you go, I want everyone to know that Carla is still doing uh, what's one of, the, one of my favorite things that you do is called Chuckle and Chills. It's meditation and uh, hilarity, um, the laugh of attraction. Uh, what, what are you still and people can go and see those in LA are you still doing those they can yeah I've done a couple um, I, I, I need to find a new spot to do them regularly the, the wellness center where I was doing them now has a place that gives Botox that's LAAF yeah uh, so and I also do I do privates and couples and also chuckle and chills no so it's it's yeah it's uh, some comedy <laughs> to uh, get oh, your endorphins going followed by an authentic guided <laughs> meditation i've been doing some vision pop boards so i've got a whole bunch of things i have mantras that i give you that are like you know merry mantras so because you know when people are saying things like i am wealthy and i'm healthy and it's not really punching through your subconscious because you don't believe it so mm-hmm. i make little jokes out of it like, I'm so wealthy, I'm wearing fruity Illuminati underwear. And then you kind of have yourself a giggle. You know, I don't know if you, I've been doing, I've been doing little one minute versions on social. So you can check those out where I do like a chuckle and chill musing. And well, I'll tell like you a, little, a, a half, like Louise Hay says to stand in front of the mirror and tell yourself, I love you. And that's great. But I, as I said, you know, for a lot of us, that's more awkward than watching porn with your family. So, <laughs> I speak you know, for yourself. <laughs> Like looking, looking well, here in Mexico, so it, all, it all tracks. But when you're looking deep into your own eyes and saying "I love you," so my my hack there was pretend you're talking to a beloved pet. 
And then it makes it easy to say, I love you. 100%. Who's a good girl? Who is a good Carla? <laughs> uh, Carla, you're a good girl. Uh, people can find out more. Follow Carla on social. Uh, Carla Collins, do you have a website? Are there um, the places that we can go one-stop shopping? How do we find you? I, would, yeah, I think the easiest one now is to go to my Instagram, which is at Carla Collins Comedian. All C words, but the good kind. Yes, indeed. Well, it's always a pleasure catching up with you. I just sent you. I love you guys. I so just much. sent you a note on WhatsApp. Uh, you know, whenever we do these, I always say, "Man, we should have a little." We always have like a little Howard and Carla chat later, so hopefully, we yes. get a chance to. Okay. Well, um, I'm I'm going to go out today. I'm going to go out today and get a white suit. I'm going to go completely, Colonel. Yes, you should. You should get with a little bow tie, tie and everything. Oh, the t- the yes. tie. Yes, yes, yes. I will. But well, remember, have the hipster factor. So maybe like a. Uh, a groovy vest or something. Remember mm-hmm. to keep it hipster or low low riding pants. <laughs> oh right, have yeah. my half my ass no. showing. Right. No, it'll, yeah. uh, no, and and it'll look great when because on his feet will be some uh, hipster Crocs that he loves to wear. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, Carla. Thank you very much. Chuckle and chill is still in place. And L A I F. Give them our best. Tell them that uh, you know we're always cheering for people doing a podcast because why not? And they've made a great addition. Get getting you uh, part of it and uh, always great to have you part of ours and i love your fans so if they tune in i'll give them a shout out on friday okay thanks my friend Fred, uh, 100s want to listen on friday i'll give you a hello thanks carla you're very nice Bye. take care there's carla later Collins, thank Fred. you namaste namaste sexy um <laughs> Uh, you know, it's funny that she said that you were a uh, hipster Colonel Sanders because I, I've, during the pandemic, I described you as you look like an aging hipster roadie for a Tom Petty cover band. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which, which I think I, you've cut. By the way, I was going to mention this. You've cut your hair. Did you do yes. that before you left? Yes. I went to my uh, my stylist and I said, I'm going away for a couple of months. I'd like something a little shorter. Delise wanted me to keep it long you know um so we sort of compromised and i said cut up about three months off so that's what he did so you went to your stylist i went to my stylist yes i think it's cool house of man in brampton i think it's cool you have a stylist well Uh, he's been hair hair stylist to cfny employees i remember him i remember him absolutely um i have to i got my hair cut like a couple days before i came here and it's, I got to get it cut before I go home. But what happens to my hair in this climate is my Jufro gets very tight. Yes. So as soon as I came out of the shower this morning, my, it's over the course of the lives, it just starts to tighten up. So I can go a little longer here than I would back home. Right. Um, I noticed down here my hair has more body. Yes. Usually it's it's pretty thin and flat. But well, that's what the humidity does to it. Yeah, the humidity. Um, Manny, it's great going to him. Um, I think... The time, uh, last time I went to see him, after he cut my hair, he said, it's lunch. Do you want to come upstairs? I went upstairs with him, and we had wine and pizza. It was fantastic. The time before that, oh, yeah. It's quite the service. Oh, it's quite the service. The time before that, I was the last guy of the day, so he went and opened us a couple of Heinekens, and while he's cutting my hair, I'm having a Heineken. So he's a good boy, that uh, Manny. Well, I remember him well. I remember everyone referencing Mm -hmm. Manny, uh, the stylist to the stars. Um, We've got uh, our buddy Jay Bondi coming up in a second or two. But first, I'd like to talk about... I'd like to talk about Boron One is what I'd like to do. 
Uh, I've been talking uh, this last week all kinds of news. If you go to Boron One uh, slash News, you can read all this stuff yourself. Like this is like within the last five days, all kinds of activity going on with the company. And you know, I haven't really mentioned this for a while. Just how much Boron plays a part in everyday life, whether it's construction, manufacturing, medicine, science, microelectronics, pharmaceuticals, and so much more. Um, glass production, insulation, fertilizer, silicon, LCD screens, everywhere you look, what you're driving, what you're using in your house, construction, all of this contains boron. And the problem, though, is there are very few places on Earth where boron is taken out of the ground commercially. And that's why this is such a compelling story for Humble and Fred listeners. Of course, we make no claims about what a stock price may or may not do. But you can do the math yourself or get our Sherpas to get on this and have a look at this company because Boron One is at a position now that very few junior mining companies get to. And we'd like you to take a look at them. They support us, and we'd like you to support them, if that makes sense to you. Boron One is the company, and BoronOne.com is the site. Let's talk a little uh, Bodog. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry-leading odds, world-class sportsbook, and feature-rich poker room, to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Uh, last night, the Maple Leafs were, uh, well, they lost 6-2 to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, the score, really not indicative of the play. It was like sort of 4-2. They scored a couple empty netters. Anyway, tomorrow I'm going to look it up and see where the Maple Leafs, on the heels of a seven-game winning streak, which ended last night, what are the odds for them to win the Stanley Cup this year? I'm sure it's changed recently. Um, I will get it from Bodog. Yeah, well, at the beginning of the season, it would be. I would think it would be. I would be curious because it would be interesting. Uh, oh, I got what, that. Be curious about what it was at the beginning, mm-hmm. how it's improved, as you just said. Because at the beginning, it wasn't that great, was it? Or was well, it? Well, it was. It was plus 1,000. They were in the upper echelon, which means, you know, you bet 100, you win 1,000 for a team to win a Stanley Cup. Okay. Um, so, again, I'm going to, uh, we'll check in tomorrow to see. We're past midseason to see the movement on that. Something to look forward to. I'm excited already. Oh, how many more sleeps? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, they, they, I've, uh, well, when Dan gets back, he's got a couple stories. I'm not sure how much time we have before Jay and I wanted to start this conversation about the Biden appearance on Seth Meyers and how, depending on which side of you know the support aisle you're on, what you would have thought of the president's appearance on a talk show, which has become kind of a traditional thing that these people do but did you see any of it did you watch it no what i saw of biden and i was very nervous for him uh the last clip i saw biden he was in a he was in an ice cream shop and he had an ice cream cone and i'm thinking oh shit what's gonna go wrong with that he's gonna put it up and put it to his forehead or something he's not gonna remember how to eat it it's gonna start you know melting down his arm or something it didn't (laughs) 
But come on, you know what I mean. I, I thought, like, whose idea was that? Put him in an ice cream shop with an ice cream cone in his hand. But uh, it, it, he seemed to get through that. Well, he the got. Seth, he did yeah. thirteen minutes, actually more. He did like four mm-hmm. or five minutes with Amy Poehler, and and then he did about eleven minutes with Seth Meyers. And I've watched it. I'm going to play you a clip from it. Mm-hmm. And again, they're all excited. The Biden Harris campaign sort of touting this as see how with it he is and Mm -hmm. for the most part it's true but not all the way through have a listen jokes aside according to recent polling this is a real concern for american voters how do you address that concern going forward as you come up to the 2024 election well a couple things number one you gotta take a look at the other guy he's about as old as i'm but he can't remember his wife's name yeah uh, (laughs) number one so to be clear, that that's a great clip, and he's got a good little line there. But you know that's completely set up. Okay, yes. all right. So that the, so I, the reason I wanted to pop in and say that is because it came off very very well, and it's a cool line, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But just there's only about thirty seconds left. Watch where it kind of goes. It's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American p- positions. And, um, and I really mean this sincerely. The, uh, I think it's about, war- about the future. And everything, every single thing we've done, I think we've got some good things done. Everything, and we, they told us we couldn't get them done because things were so divided. And uh, but I think everything everything we've gotten done, he's just friendly stated he wants to do away with you get selected. Okay, so he's done. He's as you can see, he's starting to wind down here a little bit. Yes, and then this is how it ends. Yeah, and I really think his views on where to take America are older than. Anyway, I don't get. See what I mean? Like he just mm-hmm. he just kind of ran out of steam there. And yeah. and the rest of the like the other ten minutes is sort of similar where he's making some decent points. It's not the worst appearance yeah. by a, a president on a on a talk show, but it's def- he just seems weak to me. Well, when his side is excited because he just simply got through it, yes, exactly, is a concern. And, you know, it's like anything else, Howard. Those who don't like him will find lots wrong with that. Those who like him will find lots good with that. And, you know, the Trump side will pulverize him. All the, all the, the parts where he seems to be losing it a bit will be the highlights of the other side. And the parts that are good will be the highlights of his side. And it's also very tedious. I personally, I don't want to see him on a debate stage with Trump because he's smarter than Trump. He knows more than Trump. He's been around more than Trump. He's more worldly than Trump, but he will not be able to convey that. That's what. Yeah. Uh, I said the same thing yesterday that he is, he, well, on, on the heels of what you Mm -hmm. talked about, like so as doddering as he is, you'd Mm -hmm. still rather have him in the room at the white house, making decisions about the geopolitical states of yes. of the world and the leaders and and how how it actually works. The problem right. is, and I the reason I played this clip is, I watched the whole thing and and you know he seems fine. You know the the, the backlash on social media was that he was being propped up and how much drugs did they have to give him to to get him well, through this interview? Of course, but even and I'm a you know I'm not a I'm a supporter. I want you know I want them to 
prevail over the evil that is Donald Trump. But mm-hmm. it's just too bad that he's that guy because of yeah. what you just said and what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, Jay's standing by. Well, and the last thing, and what I said to um, uh, Dobigan yesterday, I mean, beyond the two men who obviously have their weaknesses, now we have to worry about the support staff. Who's going to be around each man? And can you imagine the ugliness, mm-hmm. the vile, um, unqualified creeps that will be part of a, a of a Trump administration? Conversely, I don't think it would be that way with Biden. No, I mean, it'll be a bunch of uh, political insiders and it'll be the same Mm -hmm. sort of regular politics that, you know, isn't great. But uh, let's uh, let's table that now, Fred, as we Mm -hmm. uh, welcome to our program. Let me get uh, Jay all set in here because he's been standing by. Stand by. I got a lot of stuff to. There's a lot of stuff on my plate here, Fred. Where did he go? Are you need it all? There's a lot of stuff going on here, pal. You know, it's not just sitting around talking. I got people and Zoom meetings to coordinate. And here comes Jay. And then I got to get his music. And then I got to find the information surrounding Jay. And there he is. Hey, Jay, man, what's going on? Hey, Howard, how are you? Fantastic. Hey, uh, we can hear you sound great. Let me get the music going. Jay Bondi is... uh, Coming off the bench again, pitch hitting, whatever, bench strength. He is a Sherpa too, that's what we call him. And um, you can get a hold of him, j.bondi at raymondjames.ca, I believe is your uh, actual email. You guys got it. And uh, here we go, once again, welcome back to the show, my friend. Good talking to you as always. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me on. Look forward to it uh, each week uh, that I get the opportunity to, and uh, I think we're chatting for for two of the next three weeks. Anyways, I hear you guys are taking some downtime next week. Well, yeah, next week we're uh, off. Yes. I'll, I'll tell you what, dude, your microphone your microphone is exemplary today. It sounds fantastic mm-hmm. from the uh, Sherpa headquarters. Uh, so let's get. I, I, I may have it turned on this time, <laughs> so that might have been the successful yes. component. Um, right. <laughs> Let's let's get right to it today. We want to talk about two things, planning and projections. And so from your standpoint, from somebody listening, it's always like, okay, where should we start a conversation with the Sherpa or Sherpa 2? What do you mean by planning and projections? Planning and projection can be one and the same. I mean, ultimately, our goal every time we, we speak with people uh, is really to get the chance to motivate them. You know, we really want to engage people and, and, and a lot of times re-engage people with our process of, of how we, how we like to do things. A lot of the times when, uh, when we get the opportunity to do that, it, it makes a lot of sense to, uh, to the people we're talking to, not surprisingly. So, um, you know, for people moving from, you know, a phase of accumulation to a phase of decumulation, i.e. working to contemplating retirement, that transitions an important time on on many levels, not just the financial one. From what respect? Because sometimes you have to break it to people that they're they're not in a position to retire or wait a couple more years or you could have retired two years ago, that type of thing. Is that what you're talking about? No, for us, we, we find it, it's not so much that. I mean, we're, 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 we're very much in the scenario where more often than not, people are, are surprised that they are ready to retire mm-hmm. from a financial perspective. Right. But, you know, going from, uh, from that accumulation, making money, 
you know, there's there's certain things there. There's there's family. There's there's your occupation, which you're not going to have that, and that really represents a big part of who we are. Uh, yes. It fills a big purpose void uh, for who we are and somewhat defines us, right? And we move away from that. Uh, we better find other forms of recreation, and we other you know maybe need to create some more time to focus on our health. Um, and there's some pretty interesting findings from uh, from a new retirement post pandemic study um, that. Uh, that really surprises a lot of people when they go, oh, well, maybe I am on the better side of of, of what the average Canadian is, right? So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's always good to have those conversations and to be aware of them as well. And, mm-hmm. and does, as you say, Freddie, those conversations can, you know, bring into focus, you know, exactly what somebody has or doesn't have. And I, I like what you just said there, Jay, about, you know, maybe you find out that, you know, things aren't as dire as you might think so, might think. Or you might, you know, need to improve. And, and those conversations are part of what happens when you get a second opinion, a, a consultation with Jay or, or uh, the Sherps. Because just opening up and asking those questions, you know, you're going to find out that, you know, maybe there are some things you can do that will improve your situation. 100%. Absolutely. I mean, the goal for us every time we... We, you know, hear from someone and 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 or, you know, get opportunities to speak uh, like this uh, to a broad uh, group. It's really just, you know, the opportunity to let's get people to talk. Let's let's get people to open up and ask questions, um, figure out, you know, where they are and 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 identifying that is the most important part. And then depending on which stage of life you're in, um, if you you know, if you've put it off a while, um but you still might find out you're okay. But the sooner you start, again, it's one of those old adages in, in, in from an investing world, right? You know, when's the best time to start planning your retirement? Well, it's the same as when is the best time to start investing. If you didn't do it yesterday, well, then the best time is today. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. If, you, if you haven't had that retirement conversation uh, about looking at it and understanding what it could look like, uh, if you haven't done that yet, then the best time to do it would be now today tomorrow as soon as you can uh to uh to really get a perspective as to where where things sit right and that lends itself to the whole idea which is huge when it comes to investing both uh, mentally physically monetarily um goal setting 100 percent. everything we do goes back to goal setting if you don't uh, if you don't have an idea of what you're looking to achieve you can pretty much achieve anything, but the reality is, is, is yeah, there, there is a, a huge component of, of what we do that revolves not just around people's finances, but it's, it's helping them with that overall transition uh, and discussions and, and having them have that conversation about uh, what exactly, you know, the next chapter looks like for them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it goes beyond the uh, just the finances for us because getting to know our clients uh, means... Uh, means understanding what uh, what exactly they're looking to achieve. And uh, uh, Jay and Tim have uh, an easy-to-follow, customizable process, which they have successfully successfully executed for many of, of their clients over the years. Mm-hmm. Again, which is why we stress that, you know, if you have, you know, you're working with somebody now, that's fine. What they'll do for you is give you a no-cost, no-obligation, personalized review and now's a great time to have those conversations, Jay, because there's a lot of stuff in play. There's, you know, the RSP season's just about done. There's tax season coming up. So it's a pretty good spot in the year to have those conversations. 
It absolutely is. A lot of people are digging through their they're digging through their old paperwork from the past year or two because they're getting into getting ready for tax season and. And we, uh, you know, we're thankful that we don't have uh, too many. But, yeah, questions around RSP contributions because the deadline's tomorrow, everyone. Uh, so if you yep. weren't fully aware of that, you hopefully have a little bit better knowledge now. But, uh, yeah, contribution uh, to RSP is, is part of the planning process. But, it, you know, honestly, it's it's a small part of it. There's there's a bigger there's a bigger Pandora's box to open up to to fully understand, uh, you know, what what it means to have a lifelong plan. And uh, as Raymond James says, to set up a life well lived. So, um, yeah. Right. Uh, you mentioned uh, that new retirement study, not to get into it right now, but uh, could you send that along? I love reading those studies and maybe we can share it on our Facebook with the with the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. We'll dig through and. uh mm-hmm pass that along and uh and it comes from a few different resources but uh we'll send a snapshot and uh, and allow us to uh to get it engaged uh, on other media platforms for sure you you're a beauty thank you look at you jay bondy coming in here just to slick it's only been a short time and already he's uh, making his mark sherpa to jay bondy j.bondy at raymondjames.ca and the uh, everyone listening check out this no obligation no cost uh, consultation and a personal review from Jay and Tim. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. If we can start a conversation, we'd love to. Take care, everyone, brother. Okay, man. Thanks, Jay. <clears throat> All right. I'm so Bye impressed guys. by Jay and his microphone today. I can't tell you. <laughs> All right. Um, and we're. Uh, I think you and I are pretty much caught up, aren't we? Yes. Yes. Just business waiting for uh, done. the great Dan Duran to come back. Well, not all the business, actually. Okay. Uh, I've got a little bit more here to uh, get to. And while we're waiting to Dan, waiting to Dan, waiting for Dan, why don't we yes. get to this? For my last email, we are on board. Looking for a fast break from working so hard? When you're ready to box out some time for fun, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. We make getting the latest basketball odds and free sports tips a slam dunk. Visit Bodog.net today. Hashtag make a play. You know, I like to make fun of Crocs. I don't know why. It just seems like a fun thing to make fun of. And I mean, the fact is I've never... Why should I? I'm a dick, but I've never worn a pair of Crocs. I know you like them, but I do have some great news for Croc investors. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm guessing this is the uh, U.S. number. Crocs achieved record revenues of four billion dollars in 2023, up 11.5 percent year over year. So for all you Croc haters, there you go. Well, they've made a comeback, and you know, when we say Crocs, we think of the traditional Crocs. Well. They have all different styles now. Like I have some um, sandals that look like traditional sandals, but they're Crocs. But I also have the original ones. I got two pairs, as I say down here. I have the old style that almost look like clogs. Yeah, yeah. And I love them. I love them. The, the ones that you're, the I've seen those sandals. Are they made? Are they made of the same material, the Croc material? The uh, pretty plastic? much. Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're nice and light and durable and good. I bought a pair of, uh, I don't have Crocs. I've talked about these shoes before on the show. They're called Hoka's, Mm -hmm. H-O-K-A. I bought them originally because I was having some trouble with uh, what's called a neuropathy 
in my toes. And this is when Rachel and I, XG, uh, XGFR and I, what? 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 <laughs> <laughs> I have neuropathy in my toe. I have a heart condition. My shoulder's killing me. And no, don't ask me about my knee. My oh, fucking knee's killing on. me. <laughs> hey, by the way, funny little man, that you didn't even you didn't even that's a fucking partial list. You didn't even, yeah, what about his back? Yeah, there's we, just, we don't have time. There's only about twenty minutes left in the show. You didn't even cover I half about stuff. this toe thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> describe it. That's why when Jeff and I, Jeff Lumby and I went out for dinner that night when he was visiting, we just said, okay, let's go through all the things that are wrong with us, starting at the top of our heads. And 10 minutes later, we hadn't gotten through our necks. Um, anyway, I had this thing and it, it was, it, I had to go to a foot doctor, podiatrist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what it was, it's like you get these sharp nerve pain in a couple of your toes it's called a neuropathy and what they suggested is there's and i was going to italy with rachel and it made it really really hard to walk and i was like determined i wasn't going to go there and be hobbling around italy for my first time and i was suggested i get these shoes they're called hokas h-o-k-a and Mm -hmm. the point of all of this is i have gotten several i've gotten a couple other pairs since but i still have the original ones because they look like sort of beach sliders, but they give you a bit more support. And I'm telling you, I haven't had any problems or trouble with that since. So there. Oh, that was the solution. Yeah. But just so you know, because I wouldn't want to see you go out and buy one, within the next couple of years, my mum's walker is still down in in our storeroom. So... Well, can you just give, before can you, you give rush me, out can and you buy a, a good, walker, which you'll probably need within you give a couple me, of years. Can you give me a good price on that? It's just... Oh, gonna, no, you can have it. Oh, Judy come would on. want you to have Sweet. it. Sweet. Yeah, she would want you to well, have I, it. Well, I have to replace yeah. the tennis balls on the bottom of it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, this one has wheels, or you can adjust it. It has oh, a little basket in front, fantastic. too, where you'll be able to put, like, your, your drinks and sandwiches <laughs> you know, and stuff. You're being funny, as usual, but I've, I've been to a mobility store, and there's some cool shit in there. I know there is. <laughs> does it does it have a little bench on it so that when you're tired of using the walker, you can just turn around and? Oh, I hope so. There. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes, it's, it's top notch. This is fancy. <laughs> yeah, she got the fancy walker. Yeah, halfway down the hall. If you're exhausted, yeah. you just turn around and sit on the son of a bitch until you're ready to go again. <laughs> oh, you boys! If you only knew the pain. And by the way, you're only describing some of my physical pain. What about the mental anguish? Oh, in Jesus the, oh, geez. oh, geez! Oh, I, I don't even want to go there. No, I don't even want to go there. That's for a guy with like 25 years experience. Oh, yeah. In psychology and uh, 25 years. I need more than 20. I need a real veteran. Um, That's a different podcast. Oh, that's a whole Mm. fucking other world. In the meantime, speaking of mental anguish, here's Denver. Howard's latest, well, I guess, why I'm fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And now, speaking of mental anguish, here's Dan Duran. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman, comes as fast for credentials he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Duran, the anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice and low. And now, ladies and gentlemen, live from Lisa's place, soon to be part of the prenup. 
for Mr. and Mrs. Duran's upcoming nuptials. Here's movie anchor, television star, and all-around sweet man. Here's Daniel Day Daniel Day Lewis. Here's, da- <laughs> Here's Daniel J. Lewis Gebert Duran. From Cub Reporter Fred Patterson comes this story. Al Waxman, the king of Kensington, he has a statue in Kensington. Yeah. It doesn't look anything like him if you've ever seen the picture of him. And that statue was vandalized with white paint on the weekend. The words vote for Hamas were sprayed on him. And uh, it was quickly removed. A man was arrested and uh, is uh, in, I guess he's in custody and perhaps uh, facing uh, some uh, charges to do with uh, racism mm-hmm. and vandalism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Anyway, you, mean anti- you mean anti-Semitism? I would. Yes. Yeah, that's a hate speech or whatever. Yes think they're considering it but right now it's there's five counts of vandalism that he's facing so far they're looking at more at more so uh, but have you seen this king of kensington statue and can and i saw the story too i i I, dear right it doesn't look anything like al yeah yeah um i was surprised there was a statue of him i didn't know um but beyond looking like him when i saw that story i thought you know howard and i have a history uh with him you know what it is, Dan? It's one of those stories that we can actually remember from our careers. Yeah, ago. like something happened, oh. and then you remember yeah, yeah. Like things. something happened, yeah. and mm-hmm. it was in a room, and we've sort of it's stuck with us for 20-some-odd years. Secondly, the thing is, can you imagine, you know, you're pro-Palestinian, pro, not pro-Hamas maybe, but whatever, um, and you attack a statue just because it's a Jewish guy? Like, I mean, he was a TV character who just happened to be Jewish. Like, really? Oh, yeah. Like, really? There was um, a protest the other day, a couple days ago, in McGill, uh, the pro-Palestinian people uh, blocked the entrance to part of the university because that entrance was... uh, Support it was the the building was the Bronfman building, which are you know right. the famous uh, mm-hmm. Bronfman Jewish people. Who, yeah. I think they're whiskey people, aren't they? Don't they? So those and pe- bagels, yeah, and whiskey and whiskey bagels. and bagels. Well, all Jews. Well, yeah. listen, that goes without saying. <laughs> so yeah, they made their money selling uh, whiskey flavored bagels. <laughs> <laughs> or bagel uh, flavored whiskey. Uh, either or. I like I like a nice um, all. What are the all? It's not called all trust. Anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. Getting back to the seriousness of the story. So they basically the pro Palestinian people were like, no one's no no one's going in the Jew entrance today because right. we're supporting the Palestinian, which is your right to do. But but if anyone right. went and blocked the Palestinian entrance, they would mm-hmm. have been gathered up and taken away. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It goes on and on and on. Yeah. On and on and on. I mean, I just, they so, well, they do. They do need a ceasefire. I mean. Well, for sure. Yeah. But 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 the ceasefire is, um, you know, I'm willing to have that conversation. It is the epitome of besides this point. Yes. No, I get it. Absolutely. I'm, I hear you. They need, we need a ceasefire on the Jew hatred. Mm. Is what we need. Yes. Let's ceasefire that. (laughs) And the thing is, that goes well beyond, well before October 7th. October. I get it. All October 7th did. It just gave it, Mm -hmm. just kind of unleashed it. Did you ever watch that video? And I didn't. I watched it. It's horrible. It's horrifying that Keith Weiland sent both of us. Did you ever click on that? 
How long ago? A couple Recently? days. Yeah, just a couple days ago. No. I'll send it to you guys. I uh, I can't go back and watch it again, but it's uh, it's happened. This uh, U.S. Army kid, just a kid, twenty twenty two. Oh, that guy, yeah. Who who in, went in front of the Israeli consulate in some American city, and the kid is your the perspective is that he's got like a a selfie stick and he's walking along, saying that he can no longer. Uh, abide by the Israeli genocide, et cetera, et cetera. And you're like, what is he about to do? And he stands in front of the consulate, Dan, douses himself with um, gas or something, and sets himself on fire. And while he's still alive, is yelling through the flames. And, and it's not like a little, like he is up in flames. Did you watch it, Fred? No, not yet. And it's I, I saw I, I saw what it was about, and I just wasn't ready to yeah. watch it. But I, it's I, disturbing. And so until he's dead, which happens within I don't know, it, it lasts longer than you'd think. Somebody who set themselves on fire was going to last. But he's yelling, you know, free Palestine and all this. And you're thinking, how could where where did it? Obviously, he's mentally ill. But where where did he think this was going to? How is this going to accomplish what he wants, which is a free Palestine? How is it going to help the cause? How is it going to help the cause? He was an American kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. A Muslim? No. Uh, Like an army kid. But not a Muslim. No, sir. White kid. No, I'm sure. Not not that you can't be Muslim if you're white. Okay. No, just No, 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 no. I understand that. But, you know, setting yourself on fire to make a statement is nothing new to certain cultures and religions and i was just wondering is he of that no sir just a regular american looking dude so the back to these kids uh, protesting in montreal and mcgill mm-hmm. some of the kids are threatening to go on a hunger strike okay well that's one way to protest and then the part of the story that made me laugh is a couple of the kids are saying they're going to go on a series of rotating hunger strikes. Well, isn't is don't we all, is, like right now? I'm on a hunger strike because I haven't eaten since dinner. So I don't I don't know that that's not really doing much. Oh, I'm what are you what are you doing, yeah. Howard? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm protesting. Uh, I'm on a rotating uh, hunger strike until yeah. dinner. Yeah. Hand it off to me, <laughs> right. and then I won't eat. That's right. Until you're done. Hand that's, it off to me till I've lost ten pounds. And then <laughs> but it's like yeah. everybody's on a rotating hunger strike every day. Yeah. Anyway, I'll see you guys go if you want. I, I don't know if I was if I were if I were you listening and I, mm. I, I watched. I don't know if I'd go and look at this video. It's pretty gross. Wow, it's pretty I think disturbing. You've got it. You got it uh, crystallized. By the way, the John Stewart on uh, on Monday's show, he he mm-hmm. does a little take on the whole situation there, which is <laughs> worth watching as well. No, I haven't seen it yet, but I I saw the one line he said. You know, doesn't uh, you know continuing to you know bombard. Uh, Palestinian or Palestine create more Hamases. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to eliminate them. It's going to create more Hamases. Um, yeah, but just you know, what do you think? And I don't want them to continue the the Israelis, mm-hmm. but they're the brilliance of what. And I say this as disgusting as it is, the brilliance of what they did on October seventh is just this: because Israel has one hundred and thirty four hostages. Yeah. They mm-hmm. are. I, I don't know what the solution. I'm not smart enough to know the solution, but it's be, they Hamas has put them in this position, and yes. as, and as a, a lot of Israelis will say, there was a ceasefire on October sixth. Dan, did you say on the Al Waxman statue there was a sign or something? To, I'm sorry. Was, yeah, was, vote for, vote for Hamas was yeah. the sign. Yeah. 
so that was in support yeah of hamas yeah i mean right so it actually was in support of hamas I, that, that's what i, I so just think about that it's like you bad enough you you know you, you care about the palestinian people fine you know humanity or but then actually to promote hamas and then go after a statue of a tv actor who just happened to be jewish it's like all too much well, a lot of this, I think, is misplaced. I mean, exactly mm-hmm. what Howard was saying is protesting somebody who is Jewish just because they're Jewish. That yeah. has nothing to do nothing with the do position it. that they have yeah, on yeah. this, he this wasn't, conflict. He wasn't, right? The show he did wasn't called The King of Tel Aviv. Right. right. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Dan Duran, uh, let me get your uh, second story music out. Um, and now, with a look at more news and views... Here's Anchorman Dandran. All right, from cover reporter, reporter uh, Howard Glassman, he brings us a man masturbating on the Go Bus. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, the Go Bus is a GTA commuter transit system, and masturbating on Go is frowned upon. Anyway, this mm-hmm. guy sits down next to a woman, pulls it out, and gets uh, going. The woman tells the bus driver, police are called. The man has been arrested for sexual assault and violating probation, surprisingly. Uh, and people are now, uh, police rather, are now looking for other victims as they don't think that uh, this is the first time that he went to go to come. Wow. Uh, that was my joke there. Yeah. I love that. Go to come. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, listen, we all get a little bit, uh, you know, we have those feelings. It's just human nature. We're human beings. We're just, you know. And, we you know, sometimes you think, okay, I've got one in the chamber. I got, what am I going to do with it? Mm-hmm. But you're on, at some, at some point, you're on the go bus. That's, at that point, maybe you think, okay, maybe I should just wait till I get home. Or at least, you know. <laughs> yeah. Not to get too serious. Oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know, right. it's it's amazing how your perspective on these things change over the years. Oh, hang on a second. Let, no, me, get 20, the, let me get the Dan Duran no. deflect noise. Okay. <laughs> no. How your perspective changes. It's like at 25, that's funny, hilarious, ha, ha, ha. Maybe at 35, I laugh at it, but I think, geez, my daughter, Melanie, I hope she never mm. sees anything like that. And now here I am at 68, and I'm thinking, sweet little May, my... My granddaughter just thinks she could be on the go bus with her mom or dad and then look over and see that. See, that's immediately what I think of now. So I want to laugh, but I'm thinking, oh, Jesus Christ, what if she saw that? Like, how do you explain your way out of that? And what if the guy did finish in front of her? Like, seriously. Well, I can only say that's the difference between you and I is I'm still thinking jerk off jokes. (laughs) 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 Maybe that makes me a, a terrible person. No, it doesn't, Howard. I'm well, just no. It, it must because I Each. the last thing I would have thought of is your sweet grandchild uh, seeing this guy uh, jerking himself. But you don't have a granddaughter yet. No, Maybe I'm, you will when you have a granddaughter, and your daughters are of an age now where that would provide them with lots of material. But absolutely. they were of an age at some point where you probably would have been disturbed if they saw that. I would have been disturbed. Okay, not, and again, I shouldn't even have gone there. But this, <laughs> no, no, I'm just I'm being should. honest. This is what goes through no, my I head. I would have been disturbed right. if they saw me doing it, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> Daddy? <laughs> da- Daddy? <laughs> Look away! <laughs> Look away! <laughs> Look away! <laughs> Look away, girls! Daddy has needs! 
Daddy can't wait. <laughs> That's the difference. You're a sweet, kind-hearted person, and I'm still trying to fucking do stand-up. Uh, anyway, that is your right. That's horrible, and we should think about the children. One other horrible thing, and you were talking about Seth Meyers and then John Stewart. Jimmy Kimmel eh, says he's probably not going to sign another contract. Yeah, he's got a couple years left. On Fox News, they're reporting that as karma. They, you know, he's being fired because he's not funny, and it's karma from yeah. all these years of not being funny. Uh, yeah, I think they, it's more. He's uh, after twenty some odd years. It's like okay, I've had enough of this. Probably. Yeah, they, you know. But remember, the Fox funny guy. Is that Greg Gutfeld fucking idiot? I know, fucking asshole. What a f- oh, he's no. supposed to be funny. Oh, he's oh, yeah. A fucking- oh yeah, he's supposed to be funny. Oh, mm-hmm. I never picked up on that. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No, no. He's just a king sized dick. That's all he is. Dan, have you ever had like really, really like bad diarrhea before? Of course. Yeah. I'm a human being. Some, and, so, yeah, some and sometimes you look back in the bowl, you think, oh, my God, that's just fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I see when I see when I watch Greg Gutfeld. I think that, <laughs> man, <laughs> I think that mm-hmm. looks like diarrhea in clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asshole supreme. Yeah. Um, you want to hear you guys want comedy? I'll give you comedy. Here's a uh, Trump supporter. Who thinks, who thinks that, that people are ridiculous, that they think Putin is such an enemy. Ukraine, would it give you any pause? I don't have a problem with Russia. I really don't. Why? I have a problem with Ukraine. They're corrupt. I think that people are just ridiculous, that they think that Putin is such this enemy. He isn't doing anything. He just wants back what was his. But he invaded. He, he invaded. What was his. He invaded Ukraine. That's fine. Killing thousands of people. That's fine. That's fine with me. As a veteran yourself, does it concern you at all that Russian aggression could move even beyond Ukraine? I don't think Putin's a problem. I think Zelensky's the problem. Why do you think Putin's not the problem? He's the I, one that invaded I, Ukraine because, and has killed thousands of people. Because Putin uh, is trying to save his country from the likes of idiots like Zelensky and the elitists. So there you go. Zelensky and the elitists. uh, Help us. Help us. Oh, yeah. I know. Zelensky and the elitists, by the way, a a little known pop group. But uh, that's so if you don't and, and, and when people say, well, it's not a cult. Well, if you don't think it's a cult, then just fucking listen to that. And, and, you know, like, there are some intelligent people that are Trump backers, and you might want to sit down with them and have a conversation, although we did yesterday with Dobigan, and, you know, a little disingenuous and a little on several points. But if you're that person, don't you look around and say, I don't want to be part of that club. You know, I'm, I'm part of that. Those people are just so stupid. I mean, that's, you know, that's the majority of his base is these dumb as hammer, misinformed, uninformed, racist asshole people like who'd want to be part of that group. Now, I don't need to describe what those people look like, but you can imagine they yeah. all look no, the I same. Know. And Dan, they're part of your fat people group. And I'm not saying all fat people are Trump supporters, <laughs> but many Trump supporters are fat people. They don't the, the people in that clip don't look like they've got great nutritional value out of their food. Yeah. 
They and and whatever they're and there's a guy the the, the last gentleman well into mm-hmm. his late seventies. Well, he's an American, so he could be fifty five. He looks eighty, right? But he's yes. he, he's um. By the way, it's my, it's my joke down here sometimes when Americans meet me and they'll say, "Oh, how old are you?" And if it comes up, I say, "I'm sixty four, uh, but but in American, I'm fifty four. They like they think that's <laughs> funny. So um, they, that that guy Dan is who was a veteran was a, a part of the uh, U.S. Uh, Army, whatever. He's been brainwashed to think that Zelensky's the problem, yeah, and that Putin, who he would have. Mm-hmm. That gentleman's of an age where the Cold War would have been mm-hmm. part of his life is now rooting for the leader of the Russian people who has invaded Ukraine. That's how fucked up this all is. And and they yap and, uh, and talk about, um, you know, Trump being persecuted by the Biden administration, the Justice Department, on and on and on. Yet they support Putin, who blatantly did that. Oh, I know. With proof to the guys around him. So if you're against what they're doing to Trump, why would you support Putin? Because he's a prime example of what you're accusing the other side of. It's that's what I say. It's too much. It's yeah, it's it a really lot. Is well, to and, get your and, head around. But what you just said is way too complicated for them. Yes, Daniel. Yeah. Oh well, there's a couple of things. One mm-hmm. is uh, there's a there's uh, some. Uh, Floating around the uh, web somewhere, I think one of the late late night hosts like Seth Meyers had somebody go out on the street and do an interview uh, with a man on the street and ask them a question about Biden yeah, I saw with that. Trump information. Then they flip the information. Oh, I'm sorry. I made yeah. it. it was uh, I meant to say uh, Trump. And then their mm-hmm. answers are 100 uh, just totally completely they, different. Yeah, they're completely different. answers. same people with the same question. And like the answer is crazy. The the I listened to another podcast talking about propaganda and how it works uh, in one you repeat a lie over and over again from different sources if you hear the same thing over you start to believe that that that's actually the case which mm-hmm. we've talked about mm-hmm. you know Fox News and isolating in silos and stuff the other uh, uh, part of that which which I found interesting is that most people won't believe uh, small lies little tiny lies that we tell that's in our, you know, whatever. But if you tell a big lie, if you're going to tell a lie, tell a big lie because people can't believe that you would lie such a big li- lie, right? Mm-hmm. So it's more believable because it's so outlandish in its own way, which is exactly what's been happening down in the mm-hmm. States with everything. And they're damaging their society in so profa- so many profound ways. And I just don't understand the people who are smart enough that are spreading all this shit. Mm-hmm don't realize what they're really doing to the planet with their Mm -hmm. you know ridiculous pursuit of i guess money or something attention you know and we didn't even have time to get into it with bruce yesterday dobig and i mean really on his page you know it's all this anti-climate change stuff and supporting people that are fighting back against it and everything and he can sit there and sound intelligent and trying to come up with some perspective on why we should question it but it all gets back to like why like saving the earth in a small measure is better than doing nothing at all or going counter what does that what does that accomplish but there's so much of that within the mega movement it's they can't explain the other side they can't well, and one of the dangerous, one of the many dangerous things is underestimating. Oh, here's the clip, on the way. Here, I'm, I've got it. Is underestimating the power of these people to be swayed 
by message by whatever mm-hmm. because what I just played is those people are just is it is it called parroting they're just parroting mm-hmm. what they've heard from the message on Newsmax um, mm-hmm. Fox News what's the other one um, OAN Oh yeah. So here's here's the clip, and uh, after this we'll uh, shut this down. This is a bit they did called debate and switch, and we'll just play the uh, the first one. Do you mind if I ask you who you voted for in the last election? Trump. Trump. I'm going to guess you voted for Trump. This is Donald Trump. <laughs> Do you mind if I just ask you a few questions about things that Biden has done in his administration and you can kind of give me your opinion okay. on that? Um, what did you think when Joe Biden suggested that COVID could be cured by shining a bright light inside the body? <laughs> um, it is very sad that Joe Biden is clearly a dementia patient. Supposedly it hit the body. With a tremendous, uh, whether it's ultraviolet or just very powerful light. What do you think about Joe Biden saying that getting through the 80s without getting HIV was his own personal Vietnam? Again, it's very sad, his mental capacity, and that that is a very um, uneducated statement. Okay, I'm so sorry. These are not, I got my notes mixed up. Can I ask you this question? Can we start over? Let me ask you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what did you think when Donald Trump suggested that COVID could be cured by shining a bright light into the body? It depends what that technology is. Okay. Um, what, what that's, did a, you... that's a broad spectrum because, you know, you have MRI machines and CT machines and uh, infrared and yeah. different things. So it just depends the context of that. What did you think of Donald Trump saying that getting through the 80s without getting HIV was his own personal Vietnam? Um, <laughs> dementia patient? So, and what's weird about it, and what's really, and I've watched this a couple times now, what's really weird about it to me mm-hmm. is it's almost like she forgot instantly what she said yeah. a second ago. And that's what I, what I wanted that reporter to do is to call her on it and say, but you just said that would, that's from a dementia pa- patient. No, I know. So that's what we're, that's what those people sadly are up against. That's right. He's got, you know, he's got dumb people um, cornered. He's, he's got them all. Yeah. And it's, it's very, very disturbing. You know, on that thing about shining the light and the bleach and the, and again, not to keep bringing Bruce Dobing back, but he's not here to defend himself. But, you know, one of the articles on his page I read yesterday, he's defending Donald Trump through that. People really didn't understand what he was saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just the left wing media, you know, beating up on him again. They really didn't listen to what he was saying, which is fine. But my problem is, and I know because the shots that Bruce takes at Joe Biden, if Biden had said it, it would have been an article all unto itself. You know what I mean? And this is what drives me crazy. And the fact is, there may have been some technological something or other he heard Mm -hmm. in a meeting and he was trying to... It was more about that it was the context of the time he said it. It -hmm. wasn't so much that it was dumb. It was... Mm -hmm. But it came from somewhere. He didn't invent that in his stupid head. It came from a meeting. He was briefed. He fucking got it wrong. But there was probably, and that's what I'm not defending Dobigan, but Dobigan probably was saying there was some science behind that. 
it, it's the and what it's done now is again led to more stupid people defending him. Um, but that's all the time we have today, Dan, for <laughs> another another episode of the Humble and Fred program. Um, wrapping it up. Wrapping up. Tomorrow. Just wrapping it up. I want to remind everybody, tomorrow is our uh, last show for about 10 days. If you, uh, we got lots of emails, which is great. A lot of them from our uh, usual suspects, which we love. We love, we love. But if you've always wanted to say something, have an opinion, tomorrow will be a good day because we're going to look for some maybe uh, different opinions or not different opinions, different people. Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. And as always, if you want to go, to Spenny's thing, um, we'll buy you a ticket, but if you only if you really want to go. Okay. Uh, okay. Anything, Freddie? Um, any more? Uh, no, yeah. If you're perspective going to, for the children? You know, no. If you're going <laughs> to take those tickets, use those tickets. That's all. Because yeah, it's going to cost. Because we're, what are we spreading our cheeks for $50? Ooh, is that what they're worth? $25 a piece. Wow, nice. Now, believe me, Spencer doesn't get much of that. No, I know, but that's almost big league stuff she's part of there. Oh, yeah, the Sketchfest is for real. Like I said yesterday or the other day, Scott Thompson's in it. There's a bunch of, like, legitimate stars that are part of it. Uh, Dan Duran, thank you for your help. And as always, Dan, to say so long. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, Bodog, and Lender's Choice Mortgages. For contests and comments, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com, Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't, share an episode, maybe even rate the podcast. We'd appreciate that. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, if you've worked for 45 years, you've only given the man 11 extra leap year days for free. So forget about it. Listen to tomorrow's show, which comes your way only every four years. And enjoy every goddamn day. The jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone bottles and cans just clap your hands or just clap your hands where's that